Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice Makes Them Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. So Laurie, hi and welcome to the PMU NDA podcast. Thank you. So before we start, let's hear a bit about you. Who are you? Where do you work? What do you do there? What did you do before? Sure. Um, so my role is Chief of Staff at Permitive. Um, big title, vague title, but really what it captures is uh, my role is to help CEO and the, the founder, a co-founder, I should say, to keep the company on the right course, helping him kind of navigate all the situations that come up, very often the ones that don't come with a playbook or a map or any direction. So um, been in that role for the last year and a half, uh, joined the company originally three years ago as a customer success manager. Um, before that, I did something quite different. I, uh, I worked in national security. Um, so uh, yeah, my role before that was uh, arms export licensing. <laughs> wow, quite a, quite a job, quite a job. Yes, you can you say that. Why the job? I'm interested. Why the move? Very interested in privacy uh, and, and Primitive's mission is to rebuild data uh, in advertising to protect privacy. And I was really, from the moment I kind of met with the team there, I was really impressed with the way they thought about it, uh, really aligned with my own sort of philosophy. And I thought, you know what? I just want to solve any problem here because I believe in what they're trying to do. So fantastic and yeah very very good reason to join yes let's let's kick off your topic is how to navigate the unknown in startups Mm. which is a very intriguing title so first of all explain that explain that title to you what what does it mean i think what we sometimes forget when we read about startups is that really what it often is is a group of people trying to do something that's never been done before so by definition you're going to be encountering a lot of things that have never been done so then what do you do right so that's that's really what i'm interested in and also what a lot of my role focuses on okay i mean first of all how how do you do that how do you do that you walk into permissive as you said start up bunch of people solve problems what do you do yeah um the way I think about this really is, is twofold. So navigating any situation um, in these startups, I think it starts with knowing what your non-negotiables are, right? So what are the things that you will not compromise on? So typically these will be one of two things. I think well, either it's either your long-term mission. So what did you actually set your company up to do? And sometimes it's easy to forget what that is or to get distracted, but kind of making sure that you know what that long-term mission is. And it's the way I think about it, it's the, th- it's the place where you know you want to end up, even if the path isn't always clear. The other side, and, 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 and it's also sometimes referred to as kind of reasoning from first principle, um, but there's another side to that. And I think that is something that doesn't always get a lot of attention, which is what if you don't know where you need to end up or want to end up, but you know the conditions under which you'll help yourself find your way. So what I mean by that is, okay, so you you don't really know where you're gonna go, but how far are you gonna let yourself um, wander across there? So 
for example, if you think about a road trip, you can set out on that road trip either knowing I want to get to France or you say, well, I don't know where I want to get to, but I just want to make sure that at least every night we sleep somewhere warm. All right. So those are the two, the, the two analogies I think about that. Is that, I mean, it's sort of fascinating you describe startups. Surely every startup has to know where it's going or where it wants to end up. Isn't that the point, point of startup? Yes, but there are situations where you're left with really difficult decisions. Uh, and then it's helpful to go back to that and remind yourself. Um, I can give an example of what I think might be, I think one of the most challenging situations where I've had to do this, which is over a year ago, we had realized we had to make redundancies at Primitive. Um, and I'd only been in the role for like two months or so. And I was part of the, the group that had to figure this out. And then where do you start, right? Where do you, you know, you have to make redundancies. What do you do? And there wasn't gonna be a template. There wasn't gonna be a playbook, but we did two things. We went back to the mission, right? What's the mission of the company? And then look at all the work that we're doing across the company. What part of that work isn't absolutely essential to achieving that? And those started to be the areas of the business where we had to look at redundancies, however painful that was. Um, and then the second thing is, I think we, we realized um, there isn't a right way to tell someone you're going to lose their job. But I think there were certain things that we realized were no matter how we approach these, these are the condition, these are the sort of principles. And I think one was we can't have it be personal. It can't be based on you know, how, how you're performing in your job. And I think that reverting back to the mission helped with that. So look, we're not saying you're not doing a brilliant job trying to get this project off the ground, but we have to be honest, look ourselves in the eye and say, this is not critical to the mission. And um, there, the other thing that we said is, look, where we're not sure what to do, let's always over-index on doing more. So if we're not, you know, not just the minimum, so not, not just pay people the minimum, or, you know, there was discussion about what we do with laptops, you know, let people keep them, you know, is that sort of mentality. And, and that's, I think, how we, how we kind of figure that out, however difficult it was. And, you know, no one was going to present us with here are the, the 10 steps you need to follow to make successful redundancies yeah okay I love that but what going back to you when you first started discussing this you said knowing what your non-negotiables are mm -hmm. how, how do you identify those as a company as a startup it's a good question it starts with knowing the problem you're looking to solve and what you want the world to look like when you've solved it okay so um let's take primitive for example right there's a problem in the ecosystem cookies are disappearing but what do we want the world to look like when we start the solution it's not just about building a solution to a problem it's saying look no if we do that the world is actually in a better place we believe that the world will be something better um namely that it's more privacy safe and then the conditions under which you allow yourself to figure that out, if you're not clear, I think that's where the values of a, of a company really come into play. Like, how are you going to go about it? Um, how do you want to... Uh, what are the, the kind of the... the how will you judge if the behaviour that 
you're incentivizing across the company to get to that goal is is permissible to you or or actually you know at this point is it do we do we want to even go that way because it goes so contrary to our values sure we might get to that mission but that's not even a route we're gonna we're gonna go down it's a refreshing way of looking at it really i haven't heard that because normally it's about where do we want to get to as a company and your mission your values but yes negotiables it is a far better way of looking at it much especially in well, in any sector but especially in the section which permissive says so and this is what i think is missing from when when lots of founders and, and entrepreneurs will talk about reasoning from first principle right the things that you know to be true but the analogy for example with coaches right you're the first principle is is that you know the physical limits of your team right that's the, the parameters within your work and then the rules of the game and within that you just do what you can to to get your team to win but under what conditions are you willing to to push that right at the expense of what can that happen and that's something that i don't think sure there are these 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 first principles that that are true no matter what but under which conditions will you permit yourself to to push that far and that's something that i don't think a lot of companies think about no, i think you're right so what about your chief of staff um uh, navigating the unknown in startups so another sort of sub subject for today was how do you start creating a roadmap from scratch? Which is something you did. How, how do you do that? And I think that's something that most, most people listening will also be wondering, especially in the same sort of situation, I suppose. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what I said, really. Um, you know, the, the sort of thinking about the mission and then think about the, the conditions. What I, what I do think is something that when I speak to other people in my role or in similar roles, um, they'll tell me a lot about um, the kind of challenges that they face. For example, um, I, I don't know if we're hiring too many people, right? Um, I don't know if uh, which, which other markets we should be going into. And the CEOs asked me to figure that out. What do I do? And then I always ask them, like, well, do, do you know what the mission of the company is? <laughs> do you know what the, and do you know what number you need to move to know that you get there? And then, and then, that, will, and then that will tell you, okay, you know, that, that's how you start to figure it out. And actually, um, I was surprised that how rarely those questions get asked. I think the, so I think I would say to that, Start with knowing your mission, start with knowing your non-negotiables, but make them dis discuss them. Don't just see them as, as, as implicit. You have to make them explicit. You have to keep repeating. And this is something we do at Permitive, for example, is we, every single all hands we have, we remind everyone of the mission of the company and the metric that will tell us if we achieved it. And people are probably tired of it, but I, it was something I felt really strongly about. I was like, I want everyone to hear this every single week because that's what frames all of our decisions. If we're, if we're put in front of a, a really difficult situations, again, which are bound to happen, at least everyone understands the framework by which we make decisions in the business. And then it doesn't end up being personal. It doesn't end up being arbitrary. And the values that say, okay, these are the conditions under which we'll, we'll make that happen. I think redundancy was, was a brilliant example of stress testing that approach. Yeah. Who, who, do you need, who do you need to get buy-in from for this roadmap? You know, who do you buy from? Obviously the, the founders, but mm. who else on the company needs to buy into it? It's a really good point, actually. Um, and it's always the question of who is affected by this change? 
and really think about what, how does this, how does any decision, any course correct that we make as a result of this, how does that trickle down? And how do we make sure we thought about the different ways that this could be perceived? Um, so I'm a really big fan of just kind of running things by other people. And I suppose as part of my job is to, to kind of know what everybody cares about, what different teams are working on. So at any given point in time, I know, okay, that team is trying to achieve this. And I know that person really cares about that. And then putting those puzzle pieces together. So I, I know I've been able to kind of get out of the founders where they want to go. I know what everyone else is working on. How do we link that up? And that could be how we facilitate discussion. How do we draft a really good email to communicate this? Because I know what other people are going to want to know, anticipating that. And sometimes just saying, I don't know, right? I need to talk to some people. And then my job that week is just to sit down with people for half an hour, 15 minutes and say, tell me how, you, how you're thinking about things. So I, I have that mental framework constantly that allows me to combine, here's the high level thing we're trying to achieve and what the founders want to do versus here's what everyone else is working on their day to day. So, yeah. How do you, I think it's you, you know, talking to people, obviously information gathering, but navigating the unknown in startups, primitives in a world that is uh, being changed by external forces all, all the time. You need to build a first world, that's, but external forces are driving that. So how much of your job has to be, or how much of your role or your focus has to be external focus as much as internal focus in terms of understanding mm. the market, understanding the other players, understanding the ecosystem in which mm. It's a really good question, actually, because it's very easy for a chief of staff to be very internally focused, right? Um, and I actually had to kind of call myself out on that going, gosh, I haven't spoken to a customer in months, right? Like, that is not good because I'm not just trying to connect two dots, which is the founders with their company and trying to connect all the other dots because um, so... the question I kind of ask myself and we probably I don't probably don't do this on a daily basis but definitely on like a quarterly basis when we retro as a leadership team when we set our goals for the quarter is who are we dependent on to make this mission happen and that's the company sure but we're, we're nothing if we're not solving problems for our customers our customers are part of that we are, can do so within the constraints of, um, of the regulatory landscape, right? So things that are changing there, we need to keep an eye on. And, um, and that's how you start to kind of build a matrix of risks and opportunities that are outside of your own ecosystem. And um, there, there definitely is a, a risk there. If you become too internally focused, you, you start seeing too many things as a threat as well, right? Because you're only focused on yourself and, oh, someone else is doing something similar panic when actually it's okay what's the problem they're trying to solve how does that align with ours great they're aligned perfect right there's more more people in this industry that are thinking the same way or, or the same on the regulatory path and then you want to start building partnerships with those with those people and start to learn how they think about your problem and um yeah it's definitely something i've set as a development goal i suppose for myself is to learn how more people look at our business from the outside 
Fantastic. Let's, I could talk to you all day, but <laughs> Sorry. Lastly, no, no, no. Last of what I'm sort of interested in, uh, I, I, I know the parents of founders, you know. I was so, going to say, you know them a bit. <laughs> yeah. Jay's amazing. So yeah. what about, let's let's talk not really about parenting, or, or you can, but achieve the staff, this role that you have, everything you've just described, mm-hmm. a serious startup. What happens when someone in your position butts heads against the founders? Mm. Has a different view of the future or, or at the same time, you you know the view of the staff, mm-hmm. your job title, and that and that their view sort of conflicts with the views of the founders potentially. What can happen here? Yeah, it's a really good point. Um, or is there always the shift role to make sure that's that's obviously fine, doesn't develop? It's funny because I'm actually very comfortable with conflict as a person. And yet I have very little of it in my job. So I'm trying to think the way I think about chief of staff is because I don't really have anything, right? I don't have budget. I don't have a team. I don't have, there's not, I can't make anything happen in my role. Uh, The only things I have are, are trust and credibility. And those are the two most precious things. And they go both ways, right? I need to have credibility towards the entire business. I need to have credibility towards the CEO. And I need to have trust to both of those. And I don't think I could be as successful in this role if I wasn't working for a CEO who invites people to hold up a mirror and hold him accountable. I, th- I do think it becomes very challenging in, if, if you don't work with someone who at least wants to be told the opposing view or doesn't mm-hmm. see the value of the opposing view. Um, even if he doesn't agree with it, right? That's not really the point. The point is like, I need to know all the different ways that I could look at this problem. And if I only have my own view, I have a limited view and I can't make as good of a decision. Um, so that's something that I think I've, you know, he, he definitely encourages me to do, um, and that can, but I need to then, you know, it's very important to remember that that can still be that he disagrees with it, but he may, he disagrees with it, makes a decision in the full knowledge of the different implications and, and how it could come across. So, um, it's not the point in this role is not to be right. Okay. I think, yeah, and I need to remind myself of that because I quite like to be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have to go, no, 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 it's not the point. The point is that the best decision gets made. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, that's the best note on which to end. The point of this role is not to be right. Yeah. Excellent, excellent summary. Well, look, Laurie, honestly, I could talk to you all day. It's been absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. And thank you for listening. Goodbye.